What is going on, everybody? He is I. I am him. It's your main man, Chi, and this is another edition of So in the Meantime. This time, it's a little different. We kind of took a step away from the Laugh at My Pain. The third part will be dropping, will be coming out. We just have to get everything situated. Plus, we got to see what's going to happen, you know, since that time. And I'm waiting for the Red Table Talk because I want to see what they're going to do with that. But I have... <laughs> if y'all know, y'all know. I have my little brother. But according to the people at our school, you are more of a son to me. <laughs> I mean, listen. If I was by myself this year, I would probably have dropped out a month ago. So that would not be that would that would be apropos. That would not be far from the truth. If you're my father, then Joanna's my mother. So I mean, it's not far from the truth. Senior year, senior year is hard, guys. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough, but I mean, <laughs> we don't have that. We don't have that long. Five weeks. Yeah. Holy. Five weeks. It does not seem it. It seemed far away. It probably it seemed far away for like three and a half years. But now it's this semester. All of a sudden, right in your face. Well, I mean, after break, it hit me like, oh shit! Like we got like a month, maybe month and a half to go. Like for me, every last last semester, I was doing the same thing. I was dividing them by checkpoints of time in relation to superhero movies that came out. Like last semester, it was Shang-Chi, it was Eternals, and it was Spider-Man. Spider-Man was the end of the semester. <laughs> Eternals was like the midway point, and Shang-Chi was the start of the semester. And this year, it's not really the same because the first movie was uh, The Batman. It was in March, which is kind of the beginning. And then Morbius was during spring break, and Doctor Strange is going to be slap dab at the end of classes. So... <laughs> We got past the Morbius checkpoint. We're getting to that Doctor Strange checkpoint. So, you know, if things can move along, them research papers will disappear real quick by May 6th, hopefully. I doubt it, but, you know. I mean, if you get the if you get the papers done, like, now, then you don't have to worry about it. <sighs> you see, um, you know, the thing is, you know, the problem is, you know, there's a certain, you know, things and, well, you know, so like I kind of exactly, you know. Okay, we understand. Cool. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Speaking of speaking of movies. <laughs> speaking of movies, you mentioned how you you timestamp the semester based on movies. This year has been very fortunate that way. Yes. And today uh April 18th, to be exact. Uh, they released the trailer for... This morning, in fact. This morning, while we were in class. <laughs> they released the trailer for the new Thor movie. Yep. Love and Thunder. Yes, sir. What did you think of the trailer? Uh, once again, it's a good trailer. I feel like these Marvel trailers are always good. Because trailers... If, or this is a teaser, so I guess it's not a natural trailer, but in essence, they're supposed to invigorate the audiences. They're supposed to 
make you invest some kind of emotion appeal, whether it's hype or just curiosity. And for me, it did both because me and superheroes, it's, it's my thing since I was a child. And I mean, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, it's, I, it's, it's a Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man-esque match made in heaven. So seeing him bring the character back after what seems like, well, actually it is a four-year hiatus. Holy crap. So, or three years, excuse me. But, you know, seeing him in the Guardians-esque world, or with all that color and vivid imagery, just like Ragnarok, it's looking quite beautiful. And uh, I saw him kissing some some blue-haired chick. I don't know what that was about. That was sick, I guess. <laughs> you see Valkyrie in her suit leading new Asgard. Oh, okay, I'm interested to see what kind of sociopolitical storylines they got going on there. Right. I think the teaser did a good job of showing what's to come. Although, I know you have a gripe with, like, seven seconds of the teaser. The last seven seconds of the <laughs> teaser. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I slightly agree. It's just... it Seeing... Okay, if you want to show... Mighty Thor, cool. I have no problem with that. I have no problem showing uh, Natalie Portman's character. Natalie Portman. Jane Foster. Yes. I have no problem if you show her. Just don't show her with the hammer. That's in the teaser. It's not a spoiler. It's not. It's in the teaser. It's not. And by the time this episode airs and this video is out, you should have seen the damn trailer. True. It's For me, it's not as bad. Anime fans don't know this one. It's not as bad as the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie. Like, there, in the thumbnail, you see Gogeta, which is the fusion between Goku and Vegeta, and, like, no one knew that was a thing in the Broly movie. That was bad. Because, like, the movie's about three characters, and all of a sudden... You see someone that no one saw coming from like a mile away hasn't been seen since 92 and all of a sudden, boom. So it's not as bad as that. Like in the thumbnail, you see him. Like imagine if you saw her in the thumbnail then we have a problem. But like, yeah, it's still it's it's a bit of a shame. But if anything, we could take it as a sign that there's more to come from that. I, I get it. Like if that's the littlest you've got about her. I you got it, chief. But that's like, we were just talking about it earlier. That's like if we would have seen in the trailers of, like, Endgame, if we would have seen Cap. Mm. If they would have, within, like, the last seven seconds of a, of a trailer for Endgame, and you just see that shot of... Thor's hammer. I guess. I do not know how to pronounce that. Mjolnir. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's like seeing the hammer elevating the air. Fella want to act like he didn't play Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Can't pronounce those. I still don't know hammer. how to pronounce it. Me and my brother, <laughs> me and my brother did a whole YouTube like tutorial of how to pronounce it. And I still don't. I will butcher that name. So I don't say. I just say Thor's hammer. Mjolnir. Yo, whatever. Emionir. At least it's a butchering, but at least you can start there. Emionir. Whatever. Sounds a bit African more than actually sounds Nordic if I say it like that. But whatever. Whatever. But 
For and we was also talking about this. The Dawn of Justice trailers, they always showed Gal Gadot, but they didn't show her as Wonder Woman, if I'm correct. You didn't see her as, as Wonder Woman until you actually went to see the movie. Because I remember when they showed her, when she appeared, shielding and everything, crowd went ape shit. With the reason. So the three of them standing there like that, right? In the dust, right? Epic, sick, epic. Leave those little moments for to get that live reaction, to get that. Oh my god! Let's no, I don't this. disagree. It's just I'm gonna take it as a sign that if that's the littlest of her you got, then it should, it should, we should get rocked for that movie, because from what I know in the comics. I don't know how much of it's going to translate, but I'd rather not say too much for people who are like the movie who aren't necessarily comic fans. I won't reveal too many details, but like well, her they, side of the story mm-hmm. is not tragic, but it's it's certainly moving at the very least. Yeah, it's a little Deadpooly, but yeah. that, I'll stop there. Well, I mean, Marvel's always been good at mixing. Yeah, they so. they've probably been the best people, the MC, uh, the Disney Studios at like. Using creative freedom, but not totally just barbarically thrashing, like lore. Like DC. I'm, I'm actually. I, was, I refrain from. This. I refrain. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Um, <laughs> like I'm actually more fine with creative freedom as long as it serves a purpose and it works well. Like in the Avatar movie, the live action one of the last Airbender, not James Cameron's Avatar. Like with the Firebenders, need like actually have fire present to shoot it that's like that's a that's a bummer because then it the whole thing is about the fire nation being independent and being the big baddies because they don't need they don't need resources they can use themselves and in the movie they're like in the middle of an iceberg and they they're relying on torches to fire bends it's dumb so like that that's creative freedom working against the movie but in most instances when fans complain about creative freedom in like marvel movies there's, it's like a bit tacky like so what if Cap gets the hammer without doing the trials necessary from, like, beforehand? Like, we knew he was going to do it from Avengers 2. It mm-hmm. was only a matter of time, so don't worry about it. So what if Peter Parker's identity gets revealed? No way, home spoiler, sorry. In, in the way it did, we, it was going to happen. Do you know how incredibly smart Marvel or Disney and Marvel Studios is? I mean... They've got some marketing geniuses at the very least. So, And this is what I'm talking about. So I haven't seen anything recent post. No Way Home? No Way Home, right? So that's, it's not that many movies, actually. It's not, but even even, but even but in the shows, like, oh, I guess the shows? in the shows when they show the Marvel Studio thing pop up, the graphic, yeah, they took Peter Parker away. Because <laughs> when yeah. Strange put the, like put that curse on him and nobody remembers him now, he's they even done it with that portion of it. It's still a beautifully tragic ending. <laughs> oh man, and to, I guess more people are going to be happy with that ending because everybody loves Peter Parker being the poor high schooler. Yeah, that they, like his attachment to Tony Stark. I know a couple friends of mine, Cairo, has a huge issue. It's like how like one and two are basically 
Peter's love letters to Tony, one while he's alive and one while he's dead. So I know three he loved because he's finally becoming independent from him. My only thing is that relationship is how he gains his independence. Like, there's no... First off, we finally managed to create an anchor for Peter Parker without Ben, Uncle Ben, which has just been this overused tool since the beginning of time or just Sam Raimi's time anyway. Who's directing Doctor Strange 2, by the way? So expect some kind of throwback or callback to those movies. But, um, yeah, like, just seeing Peter Parker at the end sort of just make his own suit from that, like, sewing machine inspired by Andrew Garfield and, and Toby's look with that with that glowing blue, almost like a magic mic kind of glitter on that. Ah, oh, oh, and seeing that GED at the end made me cry, man. God <laughs> damn. All right, P, your image anyways, you're still alive. But yeah, you're, you're kind of missing out. You're, you're kind of missing out because Moon Knight is low-key sick. It's, it's not that I'm sick. missing out. I just don't. Have time, yeah. Time. <laughs> I, I'm sacrificing some of my A's to. I'm lying. I'm not sacrificing. It's just whatever free time I have from waking up that I'm not ready to do work on. I'm probably on like watching movies or something. It helps that one of our classes we literally analyze and do works based off of media we consume. It doesn't that that doesn't hurt. Surely, I like I ended up doing my second thing piece for one of our classes on Captain America: Civil War. Got me my best grade in that class yet, so I'm probably gonna do something similar again. I told you that what you need to do. Like I'm for thinking every for everything of media that you watch, put it in there. My thing is, I did the Kanye documentary for the first thing piece, and I I did not pass the first time. The corrections helped me pass it, but you know, and I enjoyed that doc. So clearly, me enjoying the media I watch is not enough of a prerequisite. To get so to to take out some good notes on that, I'm thinking for my third piece and my research paper, either Assassin's Creed, the series, since I've been playing through Assassin's Creed three and then Odyssey and Valhalla eventually, or maybe like a couple, like maybe one of the whole series of Marvel, like either Iron Man one through three, although I don't really like three that much, so maybe more along the lines of Avengers one through four or Spider Man one through three. Uh, I'm 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 not too sure. If I'm you. I will go with what you're most passionate about, which would be Spider-Man. Well, yeah. Spider-Man or Witcher, but Witcher 3 is... It's, that, I feel like that one would be hard for me to uh, do a paper on. This is why I'm so. telling you that you should do it on Spider-Man. I'm also slightly afraid that my Spider-Man paper will be kind of similar to the Captain America one, where it's like I'm talking about how the in-world fictionalized media portrays the theories we talk about in class through the, what they do with the Avengers or in that Did case, you Spider-Man. talk about oh, what is it? What is that term? What is that term? I mean, I brought up mystification, demystification. Yes. yes. For, Cause this was Avengers. Uh, this is civil war. I'm talking about. So I brought, and remember how they showed the clips of like Sokovia, DC from Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. New York from Avengers, and then the recent in the beginning of Civil War, the bombing in Lagos. Yeah, that I used that scene, and I talked about how uh, like the imagery was like bothering Wanda, and it made Cap say, "I like, I right, stop, you, you stop with this, like you're killing her." And like I used that scene, and I juxtaposed it with the image, like the image of her watching TV 
while the announcer's talking about who gave Wanda this much authority to wander freely about. And I compared it with how, like, in the first movie, like, oh, my God, the Avengers are our savior. I think I sold it well there. I think that comparison, I think it did me justice. So I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to do something similar for that third paper. Not too sure, but pretty confident that's the way to go. I think that's how you should do it. Whatever that gets me to graduate, man. <laughs> Anything. Oh, I can't speak in this voice because then I'm going to be tempted to bring whip out the mask. You don't, the, have, the, you don't have the mask. Audience, I have this sick mask. Like, it's, it's a beauty. It's a marvel. But, you know, some people are afraid of it. It's intimidating, even though you know it's me behind it. But, okay. I'll, I'll take, I'll take, that's, that's, that's a compliment. Me intimidating? Can't even punch a fly, but sure, I'll take that. I'll look scary now as well as looking fly as fuck. I'll, we take those, bro. We take those. <laughs> Go watch Thor 4, guys. That movie's probably going to be sick. It will be. I, feel, I have a good feeling. It will be. But, um. Oh, boy, they didn't watch Morbius. We don't got to talk about that, though. No, we don't. <laughs> I, I've heard mixed things about it. This I liked it. That's just me. I just didn't like the post-scene credits. That was it. I like the movie, though. But, um, on to a whole different subject matter. This weekend that just passed uh, was the start of... The playoffs. The playoffs. The basketball playoffs. Yes. Mm, interesting. Which a lot of people are kind of surprised that I'm watching the playoffs. <laughs> Only because a certain team in a certain color pairing of... Maybe a color close to green and a Everyone color who knows close me to red knows color of the wall, color of my sneakers. <laughs> Team of that color did not perform to certain expectations. We didn't. We so. didn't. It was very funny because I was at my brother's house uh, for Easter yesterday, and his father-in-law, who gets on me. <laughs> Trolls the hell out of me anytime my team does bad. He was quiet this year. He was quiet. And then I found out why. It's because of Mello. Because he's a Mello fan. And he was like, I was rooting for y'all. You notice I didn't say nothing because he came in and he was like, yo. And he did the same thing. Shout out to my boy Mark. He did the same thing Mark did to me on Saturday when I was at the barbershop. And Mark was like, What times look? Ah, got him. Got it. Y'all ain't got a game. He's he's a Celtic fan. He's a Celtic Ew. fan. Sorry, Boston. No, actually, no, not sorry, Boston. New Yorker. Like, <laughs> you can flip. No, I leave it to imagination. All right, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. I, I, Kyrie did a better job than me, so there's no need for me to do it. We we gonna get to that later. We gonna get to that later. But. Mark did the same thing to me. Mark was like, oh, so what time is your game? And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> kiss my ass. Just kiss my ass. He did the same thing. He's like, oh, man, so what's up? He's like, what time does time Laker play? And I was like, same time Knicks play. <laughs> he was like, right. And then he told me, like, he was like, yeah, I've been quiet. I was like, yeah, I know. I was waiting. I was like, I knew... The last game of the season, 
when we was when we, it was a, well not the last game but the, like three games before the end. Yeah, when we are officially eliminated from from playing, first thing I see when I wake up the next day is a tag from you on Facebook, and I was like, "Here we go, here we go." And you know he said, but then you know yesterday he was like, "Yeah, you know I was kind of quiet because the I was actually cheering for y'all this year," and then I thought about it. And I said, that's why we weren't doing nothing. <laughs> I didn't say this to him. If you have, Maurice, Reese, if you happen to see this, I've thought about that. That's probably why, because bad juju like you. I told him before, I said, he, he started cheering for the Nets. Nets didn't do nothing. He, it, it's like one of those people that once you start cheering, like once you hop on the whack, like bandwagons, certain people that bring this bad energy that just fucks up the whole thing. Drake. Oh, yeah. Drake has a bet. Drake bet that oh, the Warriors. No. Yeah. Drake bet the Warriors is making it to the conference finals. Ah, shit. So. Damn. <laughs> as long as, listen, <sighs> as long as the Warriors beat the Nuggets, I don't care. Why? You don't want Jokic nowhere near the conference finals? My. Shout out to my boy B, Brandon. He already know Brandon's a diehard Nuggets fan. Oh, that's why. Okay. So I personally said there's two teams in the playoffs that I do not want to see make it. Celtics and Nuggets? Yes. Yes. Fair enough. So Fair enough. I've told both of them, get ready. Because if y'all both lose, the tr I'm trolling. I have nothing to lose. I mean, let's be uh, to be honest, I Next week from now, I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics and the Nuggets are in the same place that the Knicks and the Lakers are. Cancun. One, two, three, Cancun. I want the Nuggets to be in Cancun. Just. I don't specifically want a team in Cancun. It's just whatever my wallet dictates. And right now, my wallet says the Nets need to win this series. So for, for that, for that $1,500 bet to come through, I'm going to need them Celtics to fold like the lawn chairs that they are in the playoffs. So, Tatum, stop stop dropping 50 pieces. Stop dropping 34. Stop these buzzer beaters. That's not true. Do what you did last year, he, which is one game you play good and then die off the rest of the season. He channeled Kobe yesterday. I, okay, so limited to once a year, please. Thank he you. channeled Kobe yesterday. Limited to once a year. watching that game yesterday, and I was like, yep. Yeah, he was... He was, he was he was pretty impressive yesterday. I'm not, not going to lie. <laughs> He's the only Celtic that I respect. I respect Robert Williams just for his defensive posture in the, within the team. He's the like, only one. And then Tatum, obviously, is just, just the best player on it. I mean, yeah. it's whatever. Nah, but that game was uh, it was a shame that K KD couldn't come along for the Kyrie ride because that roller coaster was tripping. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was dealing. Listen. He was bending that Celtics defense all he wanted to. Listen. But the team couldn't break the defense, unfortunately. I strongly feel like, and just letting y'all know right now, I should have let y'all, should have gave y'all the disclaimer earlier that this is, we're not touching no subject matter other than sports. So if you want to hear more, sorry. Um, KD, that's your boy. 
yes, but I am not as voracious of a stubborn defender of, bat- of no, 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 you're players not. as Skip Bayless is. You're so. not. You're not. But KD's your boy. Yes, he's KD's the your number boy. one reason why I started watching basketball. Yeah. And I can, with every fiber in my bones, as I watched that game and I seen that last play. Blame him for the loss? Yes. I mean, it's... One he one he like I said he, he was not Kyrie, at his was, best he was not and to be honest he offensively he kind of hasn't been for a couple of games now right he's been filling that James Harden role since Ben Simmons is, won't come back but I also feel like this is going to expose the how much of a coach they really truly need. No, uh, not gonna see that. But Steve I don't Nash think is it's not. exposing. I think it's already well known. No, but the playoffs is when you really gone, bro. These fellas be playing like fifty minutes a game. There's only forty eight minutes in an NBA game. How do you do that? KD and Kyrie both. And watch when Ben Simmons come back. They talk about oh, every ben fifteen minutes he gonna play like ben forty. Ben is not playing. They said game four. Ben is not. But because playing. it's Ben Simmons, he probably is not gonna be in game four. He's not. You know what he'll do? He'll show up in his in his Versace outfit, you know, with the chains on and, and the shades. He'll be looking cool at Tatum. He'll be like, yo, what's good, my nigga? And then, you know, that's 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 as far as defense will play. Yeah. It's slightly intimidating the opposing team. But I I feel like that I said it yesterday. I said it on, on Facebook. I literally was just like, this is gonna be the series. I think this is gonna be the best series of the first round? Of the first round. I I I might be inclined to agree because I think the Suns are washing. I already forgot. Oh, the Pels. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, no. And then Warriors and... Uh, Nuggets. Nuggets. Yeah, the Warriors already won game one, and they're probably going to wash because that's what Jokic-led teams do. He wins the MVP just to get washed like the next month of him winning it. So, And then... Memphis, that might be a series. It's a contest of young guns, so that might be the second most interesting one. And then after that, it's what the oh, I was, was going to say the Clippers against the Mavs because that's seemingly all, all they play. It's actually no. the Jazz and the Mavs. <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, Luca's out. I don't care until Luca comes back. And then in the East, Raptors, Sixers, Sixers are going to fold because that's what they do, and they have no bench now. And then. Hawks are going to get washed by Miami, no questions there. And that ultimately leaves Bucks and Bulls. Bucks have been using the Bulls as their slap buddies for like the whole year and really the past six. So, oh well. So, yeah, it's pretty much Nets, Celtics, and Grizzlies, Timberwolves to really look out for. Those are the ones where the betting lines would be more of a push instead of a, or a pick them rather. So, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. My wallet agrees with you as well. <laughs> No, don't say that. Don't say that, because if your wallet take a hit, I'm not to blame for it. No, Drake is. As long <laughs> as you don't touch that series, I'm fine. That's all I need. Don't touch it, Drake. You already touched the Warriors one, so I know they're not winning the championship. They're not winning the championship. As long as they beat the Nuggets, I don't care, like I said. But um, I really want to talk about the Boston-Brooklyn series. Just because... I want to talk about 
an issue that has been going on in the NBA for some years now. Yeah, started with the Utah joint, if I know where you're going. Started with the OKC Utah which fiasco. Which is fans. Yeah, then it started with Utah. <laughs> Couple of, back in Paul George, Russell Westbrook days. Um, I agree, by the way. I totally agree. For those that are unaware, who don't know, haven't seen the news or watched the game, game one, um, it was, and if you don't, don't know the storyline with Boston and Brooklyn and Kyrie, uh, Kyrie going against his former team, Kyrie has. Charles loved those days. I did not love those days. <laughs> those That hurt my soul to see Kyrie in a Boston Celtic uniform. What would be the chances? But we all know the history with Kyrie in Boston. Kyrie has made it very crystal clear that he dislikes the Celtics or the fan base. Not all the fans. He said it in his press conference yesterday. But um, at one point, I don't know if you've seen when he was coming into the locker room. Did you see that footage? So he was coming into the locker room, and I want to say it probably was halftime. And I guess someone said, Kyrie, you you suck or something like that. Or it's like, says something to that degree. And Kyrie basically was like, suck my dick, bitch. Like, that's exactly what he said. You heard him say this, and he walked into the locker room, okay? So then, obviously, we see what happened in the second half. Kyrie was cooking, but there was that one shot that Kyrie hit, and as he was walking walking away, he, you know, <laughs> he flipped them off, you know, and kept them moving. And a lot of people were kind of, like, having their opinion about it, uh, basically stating that this is what uh, Kyrie shouldn't have reacted like that. You know, Kyrie should have took the higher road. I know that's what Shannon Sharp said. Um, ironically enough, the one person who was anti-Kyrie, Stephen A. Smith, actually agreed with Kyrie and what and Kyrie's what how Kyrie handled that situation. Okay, but. I do have audio from that clip from the press conference yesterday where Kyrie was talking about it. So I'm about to play it right now. We're going to listen to it. And then um, to basically come back with it and uh, get your reaction to it. Because I, it's just the way Kyrie handled that situation was I appreciate him. You already know how I feel about Kyrie. Bro, I, I would be the first to say Boston fans deserve it. So, so you're not going to hear anything from me. So this is what Kyrie said during that. It looked like there were a couple times where you gave the fans the, the finger. I'm curious, was there anything that you thought crossed the line today? And are you the kind of guy that gets motivated by kind of going back and forth with the fans? Do you kind of use that internally as a, something to fire you up? Look, I, I mean, I'm I'm just where I'm from. You know, I'm used to all these antics and people being close nearby. Um, you know, it's nothing new when I come into this building. What it's going to be like, but it's the same energy they have for me, and I'm gonna have the same energy for them. And it's not every fan. I don't want to attack every fan, every Boston fan. But 
Um, you know, when people start yelling pussy and bitch and fuck you and all this stuff, it's but so much you can take uh, as a competitor. And, um, you know, we're the ones expected to be docile and be humble and take a humble approach. Nah, fuck that's the playoffs. This is what it is. You know, I, I've, I know what to expect in here, and it's the same energy I'm giving back to them. It is what it is. I'm not really focused on it. It's fun. You know what I'm saying? And like, like again, it's where I'm from, I, I've dealt with so much. So coming in here, it, you relish it as a competitor. And, and this is, uh, you know, I'm going to keep repeating myself when I say again, but this isn't my first time at TD Garden. So what you guys saw and what you guys think is as entertainment or the fans think is entertainment, all is fair in competition. You know, so if some somebody's gonna call me out of my name, I'm gonna look at them straight in the eye and see if they really bout it. Most of the time, they're not. <laughs> I'm calling you out, Boston fans. Man, like I said, Boston fans deserve it. Y'all guys, y'all fellas in baseball were the last to integrate. So, and not to mention, y'all fans even after integration still be saying some mm, some wild. Mm. So, they do. I, they do. I mean, yo, first, I mean, that's that's the one thing you got to appreciate about both Kyrie and KD, that there's they're, they're some intellectual folks. So when they speak, I mean, K, KD, because he's more of a leader now, he's kind of falling into this, like, saying a lot, but you're saying nothing thing now. Right. But he'll still occasionally, like, when Bruce Brown was talking about how easy the Celtics would be and he was voicing his displeasure about that, I like that. Like, KD, I mean, and Kyrie, especially Kyrie now, him fighting back, mm-hmm. he's not like abrasive. It's, it's it's I find it charming because it's like it shows that like it's not rattling him, but he's noticing it and he's using it positively. Yeah. And again, the fans deserve it. So fuck you guys. And I'm not surprised Shannon is not a fan of it. He's very old school, so you would expect that of him, and it's fairly justified. Because yeah, it would have been nice if Kyrie took the high road. But also they lost. So, I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie can share his emotion because I'm pretty sure that emotion will drive him. So, I got no problem with it. It's the, And by the way, he played. He was probably the best person on the floor that night. He was. He balled out. Definitely on his team because, unfortunately, no one else came for the ride. So, yeah. Yeah, if, he, if just Jason Tatum didn't have ballerina feet, man, if only. And KD was actually paying attention. <laughs> I still think that the, uh, the offense played it perfectly. They took advantage of a mistake. So, which is prove your point, I know. But I'm just saying, it's not like it was a complete judgmental lapse, like a Westbrook-esque kind of like, or Otto Porter-esque lapse in defense where you just forget your assignment. But yeah, that game was... We're speaking of the playoffs. That game was We're speaking of the playoffs. Do not bring up... Westbrook. And by the way, the NBA, when it comes to the the macro of NBA fans, I don't know what you do because unlike hockey where there is a glass pane separating the rink from the fans, unlike soccer where there is, and football where there's a huge area of the field, even out of bounds, that separates fans from the staff and players. Unlike baseball where there's literally stanchions that separate you from the players in basketball, like bruh, right behind the players, the next row, that's where fans are. Like they're right there. Like that intimacy, some people don't know how to handle it. They 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 forget how to act. I think and and I don't I don't want to see this happen. 
I do not want to see this happen. But I won't be surprised if another rendition of the Malice in the Palace happens. <laughs> but it won't be between teams. I think it'll be... Just fans? Yeah. Uh, I mean, in that, if that's the case, yeah, probably. Because it, it's everything happens, it's always a consequence of the environment, and it sums it all up to that moment. So, mm-hmm. like, just coming out of the pandemic, people don't know how to act. Restrictions are finally being loosened, but that's not necessarily the case across the board in our country. And then, already, cities like Utah and Boston have had histories of having Riley fans, to say the least, and Philly, to a lesser extent. They're just crazy fans. They're not necessarily... Philly, they're not necessarily... You Philly know, fans, that's his... Like, Philly aggressively fans... Aggressively disrespectful. I, yeah. Like... They're not like that. People expect to see that yeah, they from have Philly standards. fans. You know? Yeah. Like... I, I always tell the story to any so whenever I speak on Philly fans, like I went I went to Philly twice. And the one time I remember it was I got there a Monday and it was a Monday night football game against the Cowboys. Don it was the it was the Monday night game where Donovan scrambled for like ten minutes and threw that bomb. I think it was to Freddie Mitchell. That Monday night game. Against the Cowboys. I remember it. But the next day, I'm in the car, and my girl at the time was driving, and we're listening to the radio. And it's a talk radio. So it's, you know, they're Philly fans. They talk about the game and all this. And then um, a a fan who I believe lived in Philly was a Cowboys fan. And started like talking about like dogging the Eagles. The the DJ was like, I'm gonna find you. And the city of Philly is going to whoop your ass out of Philly because you are a Cowboys fan. How are you walking the streets as a Cowboys fan in this city? Like, I was sitting there listening. I was like, is this legal to be saying this on air? Threatening someone on public airway? Like, are you serious? She was like, this this is how they give it up. Like, like we we don't play when it comes to our sports. And I get it. But there's certain levels of, like... By the way, none of that was flat out disrespectful. Right, it wasn't. But now it's just, it, it feels like these fans, and I've heard numerous people say it, I've heard like Shannon Sharp and everybody say like the fans feel like because they paid these tickets, especially when you're like courtside, that you feel entitled to... <laughs> uh, elephant in the room or something that's on the nose, 90% of the people who buy these tickets and are in these stadiums or of a certain complexion that is fairer than ours. And it's crazy because I remember when I was watching the game yesterday, I was watching the game yesterday and they, they, they did a, like a wide shot. Like they did a pan of the sideline of the Celtics. 
and it's just nothing but white people. And I'm sitting there like. They're the only ones who feel entitled to, entitled to gaining some immature amount of access to a player than any other person would. And it's ridiculous. I like, still remember the fellows who was threatening Jaws' parents at his first playoff game a couple years back. Or that yeah. might have just been last year, actually. It was. And then, the obviously, the Knicks spitting on Trey Young because he's a, he was a villain in the city. Just, shut the fuck up. Like, the spitting the, and, the pop, and the popcorn thing with, with Russ... Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Someone else is Utah and Boston. No, but someone else is someone did something. Was it? It was during the Charlotte. Um, let's not forget Atlanta. Atlanta game, the playing game, and I forgot what I forgot. Dude from Charlotte, he was leaving, and he threw. Oh, is what it's a Beasley? No, a Monk? No, I think it's a. What's his name? The, The Bridges brother, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. It's Miles. There you go. Yeah. And he threw right. something and it hit it, it hit a young girl. And he was like, somebody let me know who that fan is. Like, somebody give me that fan's information because like, he, you know. But it was a, somebody heckled him as he's leaving. Like, you just can't say these certain things. Or do. Or do. Do is probably the one that's more egregious. Because I remember... In the NFL, something don't, happened. Don't forget the one with the the woman who got her 15 minutes of fame with LeBron at that indie game. I think that was last year, though. Yeah. That one, like, come on, bro. Yeah. For what? I, I mean, we won't know the next shit she was saying, but, I mean, considering the way she was looking at laughing at LeBron, it was probably some shit she knew she shouldn't say, and she was trying to laugh right. it off. And it's, then on top of that, remember the bubble game and the bubble when it was the... No, it wasn't the bubble, but it was like... When they had like hardly any fans in the crowd, that one year, first year post, it's the last bubble. year, yeah, and they was playing the Cavs, and Brown missed that buzzer beater, and I guess somebody from the Cavs organization was on the sideline, and they he heckled Brown, and that's when Brown fucking went off the second half and just kept staring at him. I don't know the solution to this, unfortunately, because it's it's such it's on a massive scale. It it's is. not individual or it's a community. This is a societal impulse for some people to respond to their ability to watch these games. And like I said, it's way more intimate than the other sports. And like that comes with more responsibility. It's akin to like when you're on a plane and you're on the emergency seats and the like the stewards will tell you like, yo, like if you're going to be on these seats, you have the added responsibility, although you didn't really consent to it. You kind of did when you got this ticket that you're going to have to, like, help out, like, arranging the escapes if, like, something goes wrong when you use the emergency exits. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be that close, you have to understand the assumption of the risk that you're going to get hit with a ball. Just as much as you're going to get hit with a ball or a player's going to run into you for a hustle play, like, don't be the asshole that, like, disparages these players and insults them and, by extension, insults the NBA by showing your entitledness and lists you to wall out and, like, touch players. When they clearly did not consent to it, like just right. it's it's common. You would think it's common sense. Apparently, it is not. My apologies. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame, but I don't have an answer because it's not something you like. You can't just put a glass pane, like then it's just gonna look stupid in NBA court. And it's like, oh, like it is, it is, and it's it's gonna. 
it's going to hit a point where... Unfortunately, you might be right. I don't think it'll be as egregious as Malice in the Palace. No, 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 because Malice in the Palace was, we all know, that was between two teams who already had bad blood, and then it just spilled over to that. But I think what's going to happen is I think that somebody is going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, like grab a player, do something like that, and they're going to grab the wrong player. They're going to grab the wrong player, and then it's going to be a wrap, and it's going to be ugly. I don't wish this. I I do not wish this because it would just be a black eye to the sport that I love and the league that I love. I, I said, it's a shame. Fans, do better. Do better. Yes. You don't know it, but you represent every single person who's not in the stadium just as much as you do those who are inside. So please do better. Yes. But why do white people listen to me? So <laughs> what do I know? I do have a question, though. I was asking my cousin about this. Shoot it. Have you ever seen a number one seed not get as much hype as Miami is? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm try- I'm trying to think, but my answer is probably going to be no. Like, maybe in the NFL, they're the number one seed, and nobody's talking about them. No sports. See, I understand why sometimes you get upset with with these talk shows, these debate shows, because you're like they only focus on like these particular topics. And they don't have a broader. Because they know what sells, unfortunately. And those number one topics sell the most, as much as to my dismay. But you got the number one seed. And nobody gives a flying fuck. Who. And they just routed the Hawks. Destroyed the Hawks. But slapped them. Yes. Used them as spanking practice. And they're just. And they're under. Like, people are saying that they are like. Under the radar, but you are the number one seed. <laughs> yeah, but then you already know some of the arguments people use for that. Oh, the Bucks are coasting because they're champions now. Oh, the Bulls, they fell off because they can't beat nobody. Oh, the Nets and the only Kyrie and Harden was there the whole time or Simmons played. So, you know, that's part of the reason why a lot of people feel like they didn't earn it, even though they obviously did because they played well enough to be there. But, and then also, if you look at the stars in the East, you mean, if you put the Bucks against the Heat, you could argue that the first two players are going to be Bucks. Like, that's that's an argument because not a lot of people really buy into Jimmy Butler. Hell, Colin Coward just calls him a great athlete, not a great <laughs> basketball player. Yo. He does the same thing with Bam, too. I was talking to my cousin yesterday. And... The Bucks may not be the only team to do that. I asked my cousin. I said, I have a love-hate relationship with Jimmy Butler. Saw that coming. Because I love the dog in him. I love that. Yes, I love that competitiveness in him. But then he runs over the edge. Bro, why are you you trying to buck at Trey Young? (laughs) Like, I asked him. I said, yo... Do you think he would do this to Oakley? Bro, I'm just confused at why there's so much animosity at Trey in the first place. He's like my height. Because 
We know we know why there's animosity towards Trey. He's like my height. He is your height, but Trey is a tr- Trey is a trash talking like Trey reminds me of Scrappy Doo. He reminds me of Scrappy like he's just little and just will bark and just go at you. <laughs> and you just get so annoyed with him. You just like, yo, I just want to slap you. Like one good time, but he's so good at what he does like when like when when him and jimmy got into it right i was like okay i was like trey may go off but then i seen his stat line stat line and i was like okay he's not this it's quiet for trade eight points quiet for trade but i was like but don't get it twisted if you think that trey gonna have another bad game like this you are sadly mistaken. A 40 pieces in the work. I don't know when. Bro, that second playing game told me all I needed to know. <laughs> that second playing game against the Cavs, he, mm-hmm. he literally played that bad for one half against them. And in the second half, this man grew balls of steel and just started jacking it. He, no, zero turnovers that entire second half. Like, I will not be surprised if a 40 piece comes. Just like, just like with Kyrie, like I was, like I'm like Kyrie going, Kyrie going to have another good game, but KD going to be the one that's going to fucking lose his shit. I don't know. I feel like I don't. I I think I don't think it's a trend anymore. The way that KD has to play, or he has to play make. I don't think it's a trend because as long as Ben Simmons is out, he doesn't. And Harden but, is gone. But I think what's happening... Him scoring is not going to be enough. I think what's happening is is he's finally realizing and feeling what LeBron has been feeling. <laughs> they asked KD to do a lot. And KD ain't got the... He ain't got the shoulders to carry all that. God gave LeBron those shoulders, not KD, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's impressive that you he's even see, carrying it out efficiently. Right. Playmaking but but you place. see what... They asked Bron to do they oh, yeah. game in, game out. Yeah. And I, now they all you asking, need to do is watch the second and the first run in Cleveland. That's all you right. need to do. And now they asking KD to do the same thing. And KD ain't got, nah, I ain't got the legs to do that. <laughs> it ain't easy, bro. Look at Jimmy Butler in the in, in the bubble finals. Like, remember oh. that, that that picture's iconic now. Yeah. When I, he's resting over the, the thing in game after game six. Well, there's exhausted. Also, there's other reasons behind that, too. Those will not be addressed. <laughs> not on this particular topic of this show. That will have to be on another occasion. We will not reference that. So, um, who do you have? I said last year that the Suns had to win because I did not think Chris Paul would get another opportunity to win a ring. And then Giannis baby slapped Aiton and made money Williams look like a fool. Because by the way, Chris Paul said to do the wall. I don't think the wall works anymore because Giannis is actually shooting the ball now and no. has a mid range game. It's scary. And he's respectable from the three respectable enough. You have to respect it. He's, he's not Curry. It's scary now. So I foresee a repeat of the finals this year. I want to say the Suns win it because Jesus did they, they look crazy good 
Like, and they, they're insane. And I'm been, I've been a Chris Paul fan since, like, the Clippers years, especially the Clippers years. A little before, but definitely during the Clippers run because Chris Paul, he, he, I just love how he plays. So, and then, like, no one expected the Thunder to do anything when he got traded there. That was supposed to be a rump in the end of the road, and he made him, he took the Rockets to seven in the bubble. So I'm yeah, a massive true. Chris Paul fan. And also, he's for the all four teams, he set their franchise records and wins. So that he was literally had more wins than Charles Barkley's sons did when they went to the finals. I, I, I want to say Bucks. I want to say Suns beat Bucks in seven, mm-hmm. just because Giannis is OD and their defense. I think their championship defense will come back up again. But I mean, a dark horse, it would probably be the Nets. I'm not too confident in it because their defense just leaves so much to be desired. I mean, what the fuck, bro? Like, Simmons should help on that end. But, like, one player does not not cover for the other four. Ben Simmons. Your defenders are Kevin Durant, Andre Drummond, and Ben Simmons. Those are your reliable defenders. And that's, 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 I don't think that's enough. So, my dark horse would be the Nets. But I, 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 the Suns have overwhelmed me so far with how well they're playing. And I don't see who the hell in the East is going to stop Giannis. Because the Sixers, I'm pretty sure they're not getting past the second round because that's what they do. They haven't, made, they haven't even made the conference finals since AI. So, and like Kawhi with the 17 bounce around the rim bucket. You lost to that. You lost to the Celtics when it was literally Embiid versus five in the bubble. And then last year, you lost because this man passed up a dunk. And Embiid got saved because he had eight turnovers in the game. He played horrible. But he, he threw Ben under the bus, and he was smart to do so. Because now he, he gets zero blame for that game somehow. And Doc Rivers, too, for blowing another 3-1. So, yeah. Sixers, I have no faith. Bulls are not beating the Bucks. The Heat, as good as they are. Bam is literally LeBron's height. How are you going to stop Giannis, who's basically seven feet? Like, come on. You're not stopping Giannis. That wall shit is all nice and cute, but... I think it's just you got to have the right players. You got for for that wall to work, you have to have the right players. Yeah. Like, when Toronto did it with him, when it was Kawhi... They were long as hell. Yes. That's why. It's also worth noting that... uh, one of the players on that roster was Ibaka, and he's now on the Bucks. <laughs> he can't even find time to play, right? <laughs> but um, so yeah, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Suns over Bucks. I want I want the Suns to win, but the only reason why I want the Suns to win is for Book. That's the only like and me for CP three <laughs> like. <laughs> For me, I, I've said this the last two. You and your two, Kobe protégés. Yes. Anybody that is from the school of Mamba, I am riding for. The only exception is Tatum. Except you still actually like him. I do like Tatum, but because Tatum wears that ugly-ass green. <laughs> I can't like if if he wins, I'll, it's like one of those bittersweet things. It's like it's like when it's like when the Celtics beat the Lakers, 
when when they had the big three. Like, I was happy for Ray, but I'm still hate that championship. I still hate that. I still hate it because it's just like, fuck y'all. Like, <laughs> that's just me. But if if the Suns win, obviously book. If the Nets win, obviously Kyrie. Um, but it's something I, I have this fear with with the Warriors that I just think that if they if they get the pieces together and they click like Steph came back and Steph was coming off the bench just so he can get his feet. Because yeah, yeah, hasn't played in over a month. Right. Or exactly a month. I think if the Nets, I mean, if the Warriors and the Suns meet up in the Western Conference Finals, whoever comes out of there is the ones I think is going to win. Um, Drake bet on the Warriors. I know Drake to bet the on the finals. Warriors. I know so Drake that means bet they are toast. The they are toast. And I'm hoping that that doesn't happen. I'm hoping that you bro, know, you know he's gonna show up to one of the games in a, in a Steph jersey, and I know it's over the moment I see that it's clipped. Yeah. Like, bro, remember the parlay he made in the Super Bowl? Yeah. The only reason why he got saved by the Rams bet is because he bet on OBJ and he tore his ACL. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Hey, yo, you can't. Drake is literally the Madden curse. You can't. He, he cannot be touched. He, he cannot be touched. Look he what is. the Madden curse did to AB. I'm joking. He did that to himself. I was about but, to say, AB a- 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 was never on Madden. Yeah, he was. He was on 19. He was Madden, Madden 19. He was? Yeah. I haven't played Madden. That's why. That's fi- fine. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's a wise decision, in fact. But I'm just saying, Drake, is his affliction, is, I've never seen the likes of it before. Yeah. He will derail your team. Yeah. I'm surprised the Raptors won. Then again, like, he probably didn't bet on them, so... Uh, he is their he is their like their number two fan, so because the number one fan is that one brown guy who wears the paraphernalia everywhere he goes. Yeah, showers with it too. Yeah. But yeah, I I understand your concern because Steph is Steph, Clay is Clay, Draymond is Draymond, and that team is ascending. But like, it's the injuries are really starting to hurt them, and they're not they're not of yesteryear. They're the right. old guys who get hurt now. But that's why you have their. The young boys, yeah, Kuminga, Pool, Pool, like Pool, Pool, kind of, yeah, inconsistent, but uh, it's fair, it's fair. So, so unfortunately, people, this is it. I said that this is going to be not the typical episode of. So, in the meantime, you know, we always like to spice things up a little bit. But um, he is I, I am him. It's your main man, Chi. Thank y'all for tuning in. We'll be back with another episode. Go watch Morbius. Charles. Till next time.